0: This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio
1: host, Adam Ritz.
0: My guest is John Norris. Hey, John, how are you?
1: Hey, I'm doing good, Adam. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, thank you for uh, taking the time to call in to the show. I wanted to talk about your charity, and it's called Honoring Our Heroes and the work you do with uh, veterans. Um, First of all, what part of the world are you you in right now? You're in Ohio, is that correct?
1: Uh, Yes, over in northeastern Ohio.
0: Okay, well, gosh, that's where the, uh, the train derailment was, isn't it?
1: Not far from here, it's about uh, sixty miles south of my uh, location, uh, toward Youngstown, Ohio.
0: Yeah, yeah, I heard. Uh, you know, the northeast part of Ohio into Pennsylvania. The uh, are, are you getting any effects of that? Uh,
1: not at all. No, just uh, a lot of coverage on the local news media.
0: Okay, well, good. I'm glad you're safe. Uh, okay, well, nice. back to uh, your charity, uh, honoring our heroes. Tell me about you know how you started this, why you started this, what you guys do. Well,
1: um, I retired actually from the military myself, so I'm no stranger to working with veterans, and uh, and when I retired, I wanted to be able to continue to help veterans and and kind of do it in my own way, at my own pace. Uh, so I started about uh, 2020, and of course, you know, the COVID thing was going on, so a very slow start, but uh, in the past couple of years, we've really picked up some momentum here. Um, And what we do, Adam, our mission is to recognize and honor veterans and former first responders. We've included uh, our first responders because they are heroes as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And what we do is we provide free home repairs and maintenance services to to those that are physically and financially unable to complete the task themselves. And um, we've done jobs that... uh, have saved uh, veterans from from losing their homes. Uh, believe it or not, um, uh, we went out last year and and replaced a veteran's roof. And the roof was leaking. It was coming into his his kitchen, and and there was damage in his kitchen to the drywall. Uh, it was starting to get close to the electrical and uh this this fella you know he, he wasn't making a bunch of money and and so many of the guys that we help here it is a financial thing um uh, because they're uh disabled they're retired and you know they're just living in a fixed income so uh we help this guy with his roof and we do that by finding uh contractors that'll come out and and do uh a lot of the work just uh Just out of their own gracious, good heart, and uh, and we find materials that are uh, marked down. Uh, We find uh, some contractors come out and do work for free, just to just to help veterans. So it's really a good thing, and uh, we're a resource here that uh, everybody's looking for.
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) real
1: busy. Believe it or not, what a
0: fantastic uh, organization. Now, did this start? Uh, did you have the plan to start this or did it just sort of arise because of a need did you meet a veteran that needed something and you were like you know what if nobody else is gonna do it i'm gonna I'm gonna do it
1: Yeah that was it basically um, to to go in this direction with uh, with helping them with their homes I thought geez you know there's a lot of folks out there helping. Uh, you know, veterans that are homeless and so on. But how about somebody that's helping them keep that home so they don't become one of those homeless, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was my real drive.
0: (laughs) Well, I hear there's, so what I'm sensing is there's two groups of people that need to find you. The the people that are donating money um, for your cause, how do they find your organization if they want to donate?
1: Uh, Well, you can go right to our website. It's honoringourheroes.org or you can go to facebook and and that same uh address honoringourheroes.org uh facebook through a very lengthy process has allowed me to put a donate button right on facebook and i get the money directly from them that that, that is donated and i go out and i hold events here in the in the local area and uh one of these uh, events involved uh A band by the name of the Little River Band. Oh, I I love love
0: them. LRB,
1: Little River Band. LRB. My God, so many hits out of that band. I don't think people realize, but the list is just huge, the number of hits they did. Let me cut you off here.
0: (laughs) What's your favorite Little River Band song?
1: Well, I got to tell you, it's not going to be any of the old ones. (laughs) Um, For me, being a veteran, it's The Lost and the Lonely. <clears throat> and to tell you this story about the Little River Band and how they got involved with me to help me raise funds, uh, it was that song, The Lost and the Lonely, uh, they recently put out on their uh, CD called Black Tie uh, about three years ago. Um, this song was written to uh, to honor the military veterans, and, uh, and it tells a little story about... Uh, the young people and, and uh, if they decide to join the military the emotions some of the emotions they go through with that with that event and um, anyways uh, i knew that a band that put out a song like that had to be <clears throat> compassionate when it came to helping veterans so i contacted them via email and not very long after my contact I was speaking directly with uh, Wayne Nelson himself, the uh, the lead guy from the Little River Band. And uh, Wayne and I uh, worked out a deal to where he would, uh, along with the other band members, autograph a bunch of merchandise for me. And then I could put it on my auction that I usually do each year around the uh, Christmas holiday. And uh, so, and I said, in return, Wayne, I'm going to reach out to all the veteran organizations here in Ohio and let them know you're doing this show over here in uh, in Warren, Ohio, in December. And uh, and I did that, and, and I found out quite a few of the people I'd spoke with, uh, uh, they did hear about his concert through me. So I helped him promote his show, and he, uh, he ha- had this uh, merchandise autographed for me. And and Wayne says to me, he says, John, I want to make a big deal out of this. And I said, oh, okay, Wayne, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting at the show, and the guy's got 1,500 people in the audience. And mid, mid-concert, he stops, and he says, I'd like to recognize a gentleman that's here tonight. And he, of course, calls me out of the crowd and, and says, what we're going to do is we're going to sign all this merchandise for him. We're gonna autograph it, and then he's gonna put it up for auction at his Facebook page. And uh, and I tell you, the guy uh, he made me some decent money to to put back here in the local community and help the veterans by doing all that. So uh, my God, he opened his heart up. I couldn't I couldn't believe his uh, his response was so great.
0: That is so great to hear. We uh, we talk a lot on this program about charity work and. The work that celebrities do, and it's not easy to get a, a celebrity or a, a band, a rock band, to to get involved with the organization like that, and that is just huge, over the top. That Wayne Nelson from Little River Band stopped his concert to talk about your charity honoring our heroes. That is so cool for you and the group and the veterans, and uh, and worthy of, uh, of a pat on the back for for Wayne and Little River Band that actually did that or got involved with that. That is so cool to hear. So what was the, uh, I guess the response with those, uh, autographed items?
1: Oh, just, I mean, and we, we noticed that all the ones that we sold and they sold out, uh, were bought by people that were at that concert. <laughs> yeah. So, so Wayne did the advertising and the, everything produced the product and boy, just a just an amazing group of people, the Little River Band.
0: That's yeah, and it's interesting that uh, I asked you what your favorite Little River Band song was. That you you went deep. You mentioned one that I'd never heard of, and that's the reason why you got in touch with them because it's such a great song that uh, honors the military and our veterans. Uh, and so you had a feeling that he would want to get involved with your charity. Um, you know, of of the uh, major of the major radio hits, I gotta say, reminiscing is my favorite Uh, walking through the park and reminiscing help is on the way cool change happy anniversary baby I know everybody listening to this program knows at least uh, I'm gonna say they know at least seven and a half Little River Band songs and if if this is new to you if you've never heard of them Get on your Spotify, your Amazon, your playlists, search at YouTube, even search out Little River Band. There will be eight to ten songs you are going to love. They were huge in the late 70s and early 80s. Um, and for some of the people that listen to this program, they know I also do Yacht Rock Radio. They are a fixture on the Yacht Rock playlists as well. Okay, so I want to hit on, uh, John, the other group of people that need to find you, not just the people that are donating and helping, uh, but the people that you want to help, say you're a veteran uh, on a fixed income, disabled, you can't fix your own water heater. How do you get in touch with you to become, uh, I guess, a beneficiary of your organization?
1: Uh, yes, uh, same way. You can go to our website, honoringourheroes.org, and uh, you can fill out. There's a contact uh, form there you can fill out, or the phone number provided there, and that's um, – if you want me to give you that, I can do that right now. You know what? Too. If it's on that
0: website, I think that's a great. I love that your website is the exact same name as the as the charity and the organization, Honoring Our Heroes That's where you go to donate. That's also where you go to fill out a form to see if you can get some help as well. Uh, if you are a veteran or um, or a first responder, a reti- you have to be a retired first responder. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, former First Responder. Mm -hmm.
0: John Norris from Ohio, doing God's work. Thank you, John, for for the great story about Little River Band and and all of your hard work with uh, honoringourheroes.org. Thank you, John.
1: Thank you, Adams. Thank you so much for this opportunity. God bless.
0: What a great organization, honoringourheroes.org. Now, joining me on the phone is our usual guest. We love him, and you know him or maybe I should say you know him and you love him it's Jay Baker (laughs) hey Jay uh, you know the veterans and the work that uh, all Americans do across the country for our veterans and our military and first responders it's it's just so important to do those works are important and it's uh, it's important to point out when people are doing that kind of work so thanks for your patience uh, and hanging on the phone here how's your day going?
2: Hey, it is going great, and uh, you'll be pleased to know that I am Mister Public Affairs. In several circles, I'm actually—I'm uh, people use that name instead of "Hey Dummy," which was my old title.
0: <laughs> well, I think in certain circles, if you say, "Do you know who Mister Public Affairs is?" you, you oh. will. Some people will answer Jay Baker, and some people will say Adam Ritz.
2: See. There you go. So I don't mind sharing the title at all. Most people won't it's say fun anything to be known. No, they won't. They'll keep quiet. <laughs> now you were talking the other day about, uh, you know, uh, social media and I am urging everyone in the world to follow me on Twitter because I am trying hard to become what is known as a Twitter pundit. Uh, no harsh politics it's nothing but comedy when you follow me
0: it is good stuff you are you were an influencer before the term influencer
2: yes i think i have 53 maybe 54 followers right now in
0: fact most, most of your friend's parents called you the bad influence Yes,
2: right. You remember the old thing they said this is what your parents warned you about. Remember yeah. <laughs> don't hang out with these kids. Don't listen to this music. I mean your parents they were trying their best. You know that.
0: Yes. <laughs> Just, you know, trying to get through the day.
2: Absolutely. But I do urge anybody and everybody that's listening to this to follow me at J Baker Voice. Easy that's, to
0: um, remember. You don't even have to write yeah. that down. No,
2: and you're the payoff is gonna be nothing but nonstop hilarity and comedy and pictures of my dog and <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. It's it's a bouquet of uh, influencer entertainment. And uh, you know, I'm on my way. Like I said, I, I'm pretty sure I've got fifty four followers now. Yeah, so oh, you
0: are up there, right? You're you're I'm with, trying uh, to get- you and Elon Musk, I think, have about the yes, same followers.
2: about the same number. I'm trying to get up to 75. At
0: that Jay Baker be, Voice, got it.
2: Yeah, I would think that that would be the type of goal that a young man such as myself could possibly attain in the Twitter sphere, as I like to call it. And that's—I didn't coin that phrase, but I sure like that phrase. I the think Twitter you can, sphere.
0: You can hit 75 followers before the show is over.
2: I hope. That's what I'm hoping for. Hey, this sounds like uh, the, the page out of a uh, sci-fi thriller, but Microsoft has been working on a new version of a live assistant, as you well know. Uh, live assistants and uh, so-called smart speakers and things of that nature are part and parcel of you know, our smartphone technologies and sort of personal assistant technologies they've been working on one that has an improved AI, which is another cool hip phrase, artificial intelligence. And they have come up with uh, one that they have codenamed Sydney. And they actually announced in a press conference that Sydney is doing some thinking on its own. So, it doesn't mean like, oh, it's creating an evil robot that will take over North America. But they did say that Sydney was able to identify Uh, emotions like uh, liking the people that it works with, and uh, had actually expressed the sentiment that it wanted to be, quote, alive. So, they were saying, you know, they didn't have the press conference to scare people, but haven't you, in the back of your mind, you watch enough movies, you know, we're around enough technologies, haven't you always had a slight worry that uh, some of these personal assistants it would get maybe a little too real
0: well you think of uh the film the terminator which came out in 1984 i was 14 and i absolutely thought okay this this could happen you know the company was called skynet and here we are decades later and every time i hear a story about this kind of artificial intelligence Wanting to have emotions and connect with people or make decisions on their own, we are getting one step closer to Skynet becoming self aware and starting, you know, the next world war and destroying all humanity. So, that, yeah, yeah, I think about this. Let's stop with the artificial intelligence.
2: (laughs) It's borderline (laughs) creepy, but I thought I would report on that because that was been in the news this week.
0: Codename
2: Sydney. Sydney, look out for Sydney. Sydney's going to kill all of us. <laughs> At least with a name like Sydney, you feel like, well, you know, you're going to have more empathy for a Sydney. You know, you know, Skynet sounds menacing.
0: Skynet does sound dark and evil. I, I have to admit, I, I've never gotten my butt kicked by anybody named Sydney. So I think I'm no. safe.
2: Yeah, I think you'll you'll probably be fine. As they said, Sydney appears to be pretty uh, has a lot of empathy for humanity. So so far so good. Sydney, Sydney, Sydney is, is not indicated a, no. a desire to take over. Sydney
0: is is a is a tax accountant. You know they're yes, not they're not going to hurt you.
2: They want to help, not hurt. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, this is a great story. Michael Jordan on turning sixty years old donated ten million dollars to Make a Wish Foundation.
0: Oh, that's awesome. How, Isn't that how great? much did you say? 60 million? 10 million. 10, yeah, oh, he, he turned 60. Okay. Now,
2: he probably could have afforded 60 million, but his accountant probably said, you know, Michael, give him 10 million. That so, is
0: fantastic. Yeah, Make-A-Wish I Foundation? thought so
2: too. Yeah, Michael had said that he had worked when, as an active player in the NBA, uh, that he had worked a lot with the Make a Wish Foundation, uh, helping uh, kids meet Not only, you know, Michael himself, but other NBA superstars of that era. And he just saw what a great uh, amount of work and impact that that organization had. So he decided on his 60th birthday to give $10 million. And that's, by the way, their biggest donation ever.
0: Oh, that's even better. Uh, That's Yeah, I think so, too. You know, and just when I think I can't like Michael Jordan anymore, I, I love that guy. Oh, yeah. And the arguments continue. You know, who's the greatest of all time? Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. Well, from my generation, uh, I've always said Michael Jordan is the GOAT when it comes to basketball. And this uh, just puts another feather in his cap. Uh, The largest single donation to the Make-A-Wish Foundation from Michael Jordan. I love him even more.
2: Yeah, it's a it's it's a real feel good story, and I think you know, I mean, obviously, many people do feel Michael Jordan was was and is the greatest NBA player of all time. There's a new movie coming out. I think it's called Air. Yeah, where it talks about the development of getting Michael Jordan uh, to work with Nike to create uh, Air Jordan, which arguably, I mean, Air Jordan is probably the most famous of. of of sneakers wouldn't you say
0: i would say without without a doubt i mean in uh i want to say again around 1984 i think is when um air jordans hit and i'm telling you when i was 14 in ninth grade everybody had to have a pair of those and here we are 40 years later and still everybody has to have a pair of air jordans
2: I remember buying a pair that, the, that was the first Air Jordan, that you pumped up. Remember how, how cool that one was? Oh, yeah, the pump. You could uh, pump it up and uh, you know get the perfect uh, custom-made fit. I mean, for sure, that added two to three points to every kid's basketball game. You know that.
0: Well, I will say it was psychological. When I was 15, we were convinced that we could jump higher. If we had Air Jordans. I mean, I'm not even joking. There's no joke. I'm not kidding around. And moving into sophomore year of high school, trying to make the varsity basketball team, we were all absolutely convinced that you could jump an inch or two higher if you had Air Jordans on. And I I maintain that's still true today.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's great. The pure psychology of it all sold a lot of those shoes. That's for sure. And,
0: And I think if you wear some LeBron shoes, you instantly start crying. <laughs> that wasn't fair. Hey, that, that was because of good I, emotions. You I just apologize. Set the scoring mark. Now I'm starting a generation more. The young people I love know. LeBron. The old people love Michael. Uh, Michael Jordan. You can't beat him. <laughs> and he just gave ten million dollars to
2: just the, the Make a Wish Foundation. Dollars. I love him. Absolutely. I threw in some shoes too. I think on top of that.
0: I think, you know, that movie you mentioned, uh, I did just see the preview on that. It's um, Matt Damon and uh, Ben Affleck. I mean, there's some big stars.
2: Yeah, I've seen so many, uh, you know, now movies are sort of making a big comeback and they're going back to uh, cinema only releases. So I think, you know, this is pure just, you know, when I say these things, they sound so scientific. I have just seen more movie previews i think in the last three months than i've seen in a year
0: have you noticed the previews are getting longer yes and there are times where i've watched a preview uh online i'm I'm gonna watch melissa and i we're gonna watch a movie on netflix or hulu or whatever and we're like let's watch the preview first and like it seems like seven minutes later we're like we don't even need to watch the movie now and we don't watch the movie because we just we're pretty sure we just saw everything that's going to happen in the last seven minutes You feel like you've been briefed. Yeah, I I get it. I've got the gist. Make these. (laughs) They need to make these trailers and previews shorter with and more vague with less information. Just a tiny teaser. So I want to watch a movie. Yeah,
2: it just adds the intrigue as opposed to giving you the full plot.
0: Yeah, for for sure.
2: Now here's a great article, and of course, this is one more rabbit hole we can all drop down. Uh, All, I think most. Health experts would tell you that uh, keeping your body properly hydrated is is a good thing. You don't want to overhydrate, but you do want to think about uh, water intake during the day. I know uh, the uh, National Institutes of Health have, have have basically suggested five to seven glasses of water per day per adult. So if you do that you know, you're thinking, well, good, I'm kind of taking care of my water intake without overdoing it. Uh, Obviously, overdoing it's not going to be good for you, but the best time to drink water, they actually address that issue. And let me just tell you, the research is so complicated. Let me just say, try and get some water every once in a while, be moderate with your health, (laughs) because this one was pretty funny. Uh, They suggested that you not drink too much water in the morning unless you are heavily working out. That Because of the way your core body temperature works, uh, the water better suits your body when your core temperature goes up. And in the morning, your core temperature tends to be lower than it is in the afternoon.
0: I I thought you were going to go another direction. I thought you were going to say, since you drink seven to eight cups of coffee every morning... You're really putting a strain on your bladder if you throw in uh, eighty ounces of water on top of that.
2: I think so too. Uh, Body temperature is the reason. Yeah, because you get credit for those uh, for your coffee uh, water volume because you know, yes, you're drinking an eight ounce cup of coffee. Well, you know that's eight ounces of liquid. That's how your body sees it. You know.
0: Wait, are you sorry? Is that is that true? Are you are you making fun of me? No, I, I'm being totally okay. serious. Okay, because I've I mean, always wondered about, about it, that. I drink two cups yeah, of coffee every your, morning, and it is, it, you know, it's water that goes through the filter, and it becomes yeah. black, uh, and yeah. I didn't know if, if the caffeine and coffee in the water really counts as drinking water. It, common sense would tell you, I'm drinking water. It's hot, and it's yeah. black, but it, it started as water. Shouldn't this count it's, as water? I'm glad to hear you're wa- confirming that.
2: Yeah, it's water with a little bit of caffeine in it. And, you know, we've also found that, you know, uh, most uh, most look at coffee, once again, as long as you're being moderate. Uh, in fact, uh, most health experts say two to three cups of coffee a day spread out probably isn't going to hurt you much. Well, if you're drinking 15 cups of coffee, you might want to... <laughs> <laughs> it's a you lot. Might, might want to ease off. What's a little the most
0: we like to say during your uh, adulthood? What's the most regular amount of coffee you drank? Was there a period where you had, you know, six cups a morning or six through yeah. the day? Or,
2: well, I always worked morning shows. So, you know, sadly, my coffee intake was probably a good six to seven cups a day during the Jay Baker reign of terror years. But, <laughs> The Jay Baker Take It Easy years uh, tend to indicate two to three cups of coffee tend to work pretty well for me.
0: Your teeth were always browner when you were doing the morning show. <laughs> you know, when you got on afternoons, you had a gleaming white smile.
2: <laughs> That's right. Uh,
0: uh, yeah. So, so coffee. Okay. I just want to make sure. Uh, so yes, that the coffee, the water to- counts. The coffee counts as water, but do not think that you can to get your hydration levels you can drink eight cups of coffee, and that's good for you. It's not. Right.
2: No, it's okay. not. But uh, but it is interesting how somehow now you gotta think about the core temperature of your body when you drink water. And once again, these are guidelines. It's uh, one of the things they suggest is that you drink water after a meal instead of during or before a meal, and that you could continue to drink a small amount of water an hour before bedtime without disrupting your sleep. Once again, we'll tell you, if you drink seven cups of water, uh, 10 minutes before you go to bed, that that won't work for a good health regime.
0: But it does help if your alarm clock is broken <laughs> because you will absolutely wake up. <laughs>
2: you will be awake at some point, <laughs> wide awake as we like to say. Hey, this is a great story. Um, you wouldn't have thought about this But uh, the Eagles fans actually raised a large sum of money for basically, or or, excuse me, Chiefs fans raised a large amount of money for a player on the Eagles team. And this all happened after the Super Bowl. $80,000 were raised by Chiefs fans for Eagles center Jason Kelsey's B. Philly Foundation. Now, what do you think the connection is between the Chiefs and Kelsey?
0: Well, this was a big story uh, in the media leading up to the Super Bowl, uh, having brothers play each other in the big games. So Travis Kelsey is the tight end for the Chiefs, and it sounds to me like he and his uh, Kansas City brethren got together to help out his brother in Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, I thought that was a great story, and as you well know, uh, the Kelsey brothers, uh, very prominent with both teams. So, what happened was they said that these donations had largely come in fourteen dollar and ninety cent increments because it was the combination of the brothers' jerseys. If you look at Jason, number sixty two, and you give six dollars and twenty cents, and Travis's jersey is eighty seven. If you give eight seventy, it equals fourteen ninety. So. Quite a number of Chiefs fans gave fourteen ninety to the B. Philly Foundation, which helps kids in Philadelphia um, meet uh, requirements in the education field.
0: They didn't get Patrick Mahomes involved because that just would have been a buck fifty on his number fifteen. <laughs> uh, interesting <laughs> yes. stuff, Jay. I, I love that story. Plus, uh, I loved after the Super Bowl, uh, Jason Kelsey after losing stayed on the field in his Eagles uniform to watch his brother get the Super Bowl trophy. So, family over football, that's awesome. Jay, thank you for joining us. Uh, For our listeners, if you want to check out this show or any past episodes, they are listed in podcast form on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics audio out of home marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.